Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Ophin to Ophin, episode 22, the safe place where I am allowed to speak openly about my criticisms of people and society. I am your host, Frenny's Coupe, and I hope you will remember that name until your dying days. Let's get into it. What is up, my friends? I'm doing okay. Just had a bang energy drink. So, of, of course, I'm banging. I'm up. I'm ready to get on with the day now, okay? Um, so, I would like to say I'm also happy because I ain't broke. You know, I was, I'm broke in general. But, um, you know, I did uh, waste my money during the school year at the bar. So, I've been working my soft you know um working at blaze uh blazing it up so i finally got my paycheck and now i've i feel free i feel not financially stable but i feel stable enough not to eat blaze pizzas and ramen noodles all day okay and uh yeah so i've just been happy about that it's sad that my account had to go into the negatives, uh, but it's fine, you know. Thank God I have supportive parents that help me. <laughs> I know my Chase account, I have a college account, is connected to my mom's. And she gets up really early for work, so she going to text me at 6 a.m. in the morning. She's like, Frenice, your account's in the negatives. And I'm just like... Oh, good morning. <laughs> so I was negative 77 cents and she helped me out, you know, put some money in there. And then my other PNC account, um, I was negative $6 and 54 cents. And um, then of course, you know, I texted one of my friends to loan me $10 until Friday till payday. She did that. She's great. Uh, I will forever be grateful for my friend V. Uh, but you know, no matter how broke I am and even getting to the point of being in the negatives, you know, I still have money for alcohol in the bar somehow, some way. You may want to call me an alcoholic for putting alcohol over the rent, but I am not. I can assure you of that, honestly. When I was at the bar broke, like when it was still $20 in my account, um, I was just constantly thinking of this, uh, this blues song, because if y'all don't know, well, a lot of you guys don't know, but I love me some blues music, just like I said, I love me some soul music, I love me some, I love me, I love me some, a lot of things, okay, but I love me some blues music, okay, and, um, it's this one song by Johnny Taylor, Johnny Taylor, very famous blues artist, just in case y'all did not know, and even how, you know, even me getting into it, uh, I got it from our grandma. My grandma is uh, 84 years old, so I picked up some of her music taste. And I um, began listening to blues music through Jimi Hendrix because he's rock music, but, of course, he would dive into blues. And then as I started to like that, I, I've been getting into, you know, the other artists, and, you know, I've been really liking it. But the point is, this song by Johnny Taylor that I was referring to is uh, These Last Two Dollars. Oh, my gosh, it's called Last Two Dollars, and I'm just like, this is how I feel, but I need me a vodka lemonade. And, you know, when I'm at the bar, I just can't get one drink. I got to get two, because, you know, what I look like getting one drink and these cups be six ounces. I need 12 ounces of my vodka lemonade. And let me tell you how I order the vodka lemonades. 
I say, can I get two vodka lemonades, extra vodka? And they listen. They listen. That's that's sad. And like these hoes at the bar also, they get the nerve to start charging tax. What the hell is a tax? You are not charging me tax for this dirty ass bar. Seriously, I need to be charging you tax for you being racist and for, you know, this scam of a drink anyway. Why am I paying $4 for a six-ounce cup of vodka lemonade? So I try to get a bang for my buck with my last $2 or $20 in my account. So uh, I just, like, love this song so much. I remember first hearing it. uh, My mom was driving us, uh, and by us, I mean the the four children, her four children of hers, and uh, we were going towards Indiana, and then she's just blasting this song. Yeah, my mom also has, you know, older music taste too, and uh, it's like, these last two dollars, okay, I'm not gonna lose. Yeah, that's how I felt, but I lost it, and I ended up in the negatives, but anyway, yes, I'm done being broke. I'm not to my last two dollars, and I swear I will be more careful. So instead of eating out, I got me some uh, groceries after work, went to Myers. Some may call it Myers, but whatever you like to call it, that's where I went. And I decided to buy me some food. And I've never like actually shopped at Myers before, so I don't know. But my manager had recommended it, and she's just like, oh, they have more variety than Walmart. And I was like, you know, let me try something new. Let me try something new. So, I go off to Myers and I see all this stuff. And, of course, I get to my favorite section, the meat section. Y'all know. <laughs> I keep on saying y'all know like y'all know me. But y'all know I love me some meat. I love me some steak. I love steak like I'm a freaking redneck who loves America now, okay? You know, I love me some steak like I'm a redneck. And uh, the steak, oh, gosh. So, of course, you know, I'm in the steak section and then I just see something that catches my attention. I see this fat, oh, this fat New York strip, 0.95 pounds. Oh, for nine, $9.53? And I'm just like, that's a good deal. Because, you know, it's hard to, like, the pounds of uh the the type of New York strip they sell at the local grocery store, like closer and walking distance to me, is about uh for an eight ounce strip, it's uh like six to eight dollars, and just for me to find almost a pound, it was basically ten dollars a pound at Meyer, and then of course like I wanted to save like those couple cents or whatever, so I get the one that's not exactly a pound, but it's close enough to a pound, so I'm like oh my gosh, like I. I can't wait to cook this. I can't wait to get this at the perfect temp, medium, well. Oh, it's going to be so good and juicy. Mm. I sound, <laughs> I sounded like I'm, like, explaining somebody who I like. I, yeah, I have a crush on that big, fat New York strip. So uh, that New York strip is good. I made it today, this afternoon, nice and juicy nice and good and like y'all want to know how to cook steak you know you could fault no I don't have a cooking page but I will explain that because that's really like my favorite thing to cook and how I learned it I learned it through uh Gordon Ramsay's uh watching Hell's Kitchen's videos because if y'all know on Hell's Kitchen you have the main stuff they always like have they have New York strip risotto 
uh, salmon, beef Wellington. Oh shoot, yeah, and then of course like like some garnishes or whatever. But but that be the main stuff. And then he always be yelling at it. It's raw. You know, you know, like we love to hear it's raw, you know. So I know I don't want to get it raw. So then he has his little videos too on YouTube. He has a YouTube channel just in case y'all didn't know. So I look up that too, and it's not that difficult to cook it over the stove because I used to think like, oh, you gotta, you have to put thick, uh, you know, cuts of meat in the oven in order to get it tender. That's not the case. That's not the case. So I watched that video. I gathered some information. I learned from other failed pieces of the steak how to cook a New York strip. And, of course, with side, I made me some nice uh, shrimp alfredo. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I bought a bag of shrimp, too. Don't hate. Don't hate. It was, it was a deal. It was a sale. And then, of course, I had to roast me some broccoli in the oven, one of my favorite vegetables. So I had that, you know, like I was big balling, and it was a nice-ass meal, and I ate good, and I was so happy to eat something besides blazed pizza and a freaking uh, pack of ramen, you know. So that felt so good to eat that, you know. And, like, based off the way how I'm explaining this, you could tell I love food. (laughs) I love me some food. That's one of my few loves in life. And uh, food is its just so good. It's so nourishing. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, (laughs) Imagine somebody listening to this podcast in the third world country. And I'm talking about I love me some food. It's so nourishing. I know. Let me, let me, you know, first world, you know things let me just explain how much I love food to you guys and you know imagine them just playing on the intercom outside you know with homeless people oh my gosh I love food it's so nourishing but you know I'm not even going to talk about that because you know we're allowed to express our first world privilege and that's that's what I'm doing I'm doing it freely so stop pretending stop pretending like you don't do the same thing (laughs) so as I was saying you know I love pizza some food and Sad to say, you know, I explained to you what I just ate. My body reflects that shit. My, you, what you put in is what you get out, you know. And I like to say that I eat, like, decently. And then my body got the nerve to say, mm-mm, girl, you ain't no supermodel. You ain't Tyra Banks, girl. And I'm just like, what the you mean I, I ain't Tyra Banks? I can't look like Tyra Banks. I want to be like Tyra Banks. I want to look like Tyra Banks. And <laughs> I'm just playing. Like, I just say Tyra Banks as an example I don't want to be that skinny, but you know, I ain't Megan Stallion. I see how many hours Megan Stallion works out a day. I'm like, I ain't Megan Stallion. And I can't, I can't afford to get my, my body done by Dr. Miami. Can't even afford to go to Miami, so let alone see Dr. Miami. Uh uh-uh, uh, we broke out here. So for now, I have to rely on going to the gym, which is something that I put off in eating healthy foods but I love me some New York strips and some shrimp alfredo and I eat blaze pizzas when I ain't got no food so of course I'm big as hell okay of course what I eat is a reflection and this is very is it's it's reflecting and you know what's funny about you know me eating and me getting big from this food is that some people have the nerve to tell you that some people got the nerve to tell you that shit some people have the nerve to be like, oh, slow down. <laughs> You're getting big there. You know, like, you guys may be thinking, who would, who would be that rude to say some shit like that to your face? 
knowing weight is a sensitive subject to a lot of people here in this country. And that is your family, your family, your family, your family. And I'm not going to speak for other races or other cultures, but I know the black people. The black people love saying, you can big, like, ooh, you put on some weight. That's different. You don't put on some weight. No, I didn't put it on. If I put on something, I'm able to take it off. But this shit is staying on, and it's stuck, and it's hard to get off. I didn't put on some weight like I put on the shirt this morning, okay? It's, I put it on like I've been eating it, and it's something that built up over time, okay? Okay, I'm just saying, like... Like, don't tell me that shit. Don't tell me that I'm getting big. Don't tell me that I'm gaining some weight. Leave me alone. Don't be so rude. Don't be so rude to me. Telling me I got big. What if I told you that? You going to be the first to pop me in the head. Telling me, tell if I told you, hey, you got a little big. Like, you're not as skinny as, as you were back in the day. I saw your old pictures. Oop, that's going to get me popped in the head, sent to a different dimension. Not a dimension, dimension in this bitch. Okay? So that's what I actually want to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, this, this cultural thing in black households. I'm going to speak for black I don't know if it's in other cultures because I only speak for stuff that I'm, like, personally experienced. But I'm going to talk about this. You know, how, you know, they, they feel the need to tell you if you gain some weight and they feel the need to comment on that. Well, that's what today's episode is about. And I like to call it You Getting Big. Let's get into it. Oh, 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 oh my God, yes. So, of course, while uh, I don't actually write my episodes, I just like to sketch out some main points that I want to touch, but uh, I'm shaking my mic. Um, but you know, so while I was writing, I was just listening to this blues music, I was really getting into it. And this is a I found one song that on BB King's radio on Spotify that uh, I never heard of, but I thought the title was interesting. It's called Somebody Loan Me a Dime. And I'm just like thinking, what the hell can you do with a dime? The dime ain't going to get me out of the negatives, okay? The hell you going to do with a dime? <laughs> Somebody loan me a dime. I want to call my old time used to be, huh? You want to, last time I checked, pay phones is 25 cents back in the day, not a dime. Fenton Robinson, get it together. <laughs> That's so funny. Somebody loan me a dime. Always simping in blues. Always sad. Be happy. Be happy, guys. Y'all always bluesing up in blues. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. Um, the first point I want to touch is, you know, just growing up. What they told me. Okay. They just like, you know, I just be living my life. I'd be, uh, how old was I in the first grade? I was seven years old. And I'd just be there eating my macaroni. And they like, ooh, you putting on some weight. Your arm's bigger than mine. What you mean your arm? My arm's bigger than your, huh? Come on now, I'm seven. I know my arm's ain't as big as yours. If you just joking, then that ain't no joke. Why are you joking with a seven-year-old telling me I'm getting big? First of all, you the one that cooked the macaroni. You the one telling me to eat. Grandma. Grandma. Grandma telling. Y'all know how grandmas encourage people to eat? And then you want to call me getting big. You the one that's making me the food now. Make me some broccoli then. 
Make me some quinoa. No, just we don't know what the fuck. My grandma don't know what the fuck quinoa is. Quinoa? What the fuck is quinoa? I just learned what that is. But anyway, like, they the ones making the food, telling me I'm getting big, you know? And then, like, even when I'm older, you know, we're just chilling. I'm just sitting down. Maybe I'm doing some homework in the house. And they're like, ooh. They always like to start with the ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I swear it's like, like, ooh. Like, you, like, so shocked. Like, dang, like, like I blew up. Like, I, like, I, you know, got 200 pounds overnight, you know? Dang. Like, come on, chill with that. Chill with that who's it because that's making me seem like I'm just humongous. Like I need to be on my six hundred pound life, thousand pound sisters, thousand pound best friends, something like that because y'all starting off with ooh like come on now. Chill with all that. Chill with all that. That makes me <laughs> that just made me so mad. And of course we had a scale in the um we call it the den, aka like it's like the living room area. And, um, you know, we have a scale that they pull it out and, uh, my dad steps on the scale cause you know, he just stepping on the scale and I'll just be sitting there minding my own business watching, um, ABC seven news. And then he was like, Fernice, your turn get on the scale. No, the hell I'm not going to get on the scale because y'all see that number. Y'all going to be, Ooh, like y'all some ghosts or some shit. Y'all <laughs> ghosts. Like, come on. Please calm down with all that woo stuff, okay? Telling me to step on the scale. That is so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. This ain't the doctor. Doctor forced you to step on the scale, you know? It was one time I went to the, I was going to the doctor with my dad to, to get a physical uh, for college or whatever. And then, um, you know, like, he's not going to, because I'm like 18 years old, so of course he's not going to follow me to the dang uh you know, back room, whatever. So, you know, I, you know, I step into the doctor's office where he's sitting down and he's like, he's like, so what was that weight? Huh? What do you mean? So what was that weight? But wait, none of your business. Wait on it. <laughs> Ain't none of your business. Okay. You so focused on that. Everybody want to know somebody's weight. Everybody want to know somebody's weight. And let's not exclude my mama when I be on my mama's house. I'll just be walking up the, <laughs> I'll just be sitting down, you know, sitting down in the kitchen. I think she was probably peeling some potatoes, and I was chopping up some onions because, you know, we, we used to cook over there at my other grandma's house, whatever. And she said, ooh, your thighs is as big as mine. What you been eating? Huh? The stuff you been cooking me. The stuff you been cooking me. The stuff my grandma been cooking me, my other grandma, my daddy been cooking me. It's not, I'm not going out of my way and in that Chinese buffets. Y'all cook damn food. Y'all want to come for me telling me I'm getting big. What? Make it make sense, guys. It was one time uh, I went down to the basement so I could open up the door for her. It's like, your mom left the door and opened the door. So then I, I opened up the door for her, and then, like, I just ran back upstairs, you know. And, like, y'all know, y'all know me with the big titties. And then uh, I just ran back up the stairs, and then she was like, ooh, your titties almost slapped me, knocked me clean out. <laughs> like, what you talking about? Girl, ain't nobody knock you clean out. Didn't nobody knock you clean out, okay? You're fine, you're there, and I got the big titties from you. The fact of the matter is, people always, they want to comment on your weight. And it's really not a big subject, you know, unless it was, like, really concerning. They just want to say stuff. Like, I remember coming back from college, 
the first break. The first break, yeah. And they also were like, well, Bernice's been eating that dining hall food. I can tell. And then, you know what they always say? Well, a common phrase they always say, too. Eating good. Eating good. You don't know what I'm eating. I'm like, eating good. You've been eating good. Bye. Bye. You don't know what I've been eating. You don't know if I've been eating good or not. You don't know if I'm eating good. Dang. I remember my auntie uh, had came back from Tennessee. And, like, I haven't seen her in, like, five years since she came to visit us here in Illinois. And, um, of course, you know, I'm happy to see my aunt. I haven't seen her in years. So I go back for a winter break. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, hey, auntie. Like, like, hey, and she was like, oh, hey, it's been a long time. And then um, she's like, you're looking good. And, of course, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm looking damn good. And then she's like, you've been eating good, too, huh? Undie, like, come on. Like, like you was good. You was good. And then you had to mess it up when you said eating good. Like, come on. Like, again, you commented on my weight. You haven't seen me in five years. When am I supposed to look like a stick figure? Like, okay, think about five years ago. I'm 21 now. I was probably... 16 16 oh my god i think what i was doing when i was 16 you know you get older you grow taller and wider god <laughs> my second point i want to emphasize is that's bogus as hell okay that's that's what this is circulating around how the fact that it's bogus as hell to comment on somebody's weight like that do they not see how that's bogus? Like, I may be having a good day. I may, may be in my mind, like, la da 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 And you're like, ooh, you big, girl. You gained some weight. Like, dang. Like, why you got to ruin my day? Why you got to rain on my sunshine? Because now I'm going to be looking in the mirror extra time and be like, ooh, I did get big. And got me thinking, ooh. Uh, you got me in the mirror like, ooh, it's a lot of ghosts in the house. Ghost house. Everybody, ooh. Everybody, ooh. You know? Like, dang, please just let me be me if I'm big, as long as I'm big and happy and healthy, okay? But that's just bogus as hell to ruin somebody's day, night, year, feeling that I need to, you know, I need to lose a couple pounds. I need to lose dozens of pounds, you know? And you over here commenting on my weight. Bogus as hell. And then um, let's get into the fact that that is so blunt, I appreciate how pe- I, I I was talking about how I appreciate people who are real, people who are straight up, and um, you know I really appreciate that. But that's too blunt. That's a blunt cut. That's blunt force trauma right there. And we don't mess with no blunt force trauma now, because uh, that's it's very blunt. If it, it, it feels like that, like this ain't no blunt. The blunt that you smoke in this blunt force trauma, and it hurts when you be saying that shit. Think about it. It's the difference from being real and being bogus. It's certain stuff you say, what you don't say. But I guess they feel like since you're family, then they can say whatever the fuck they want. They can say whatever the fuck they want about your weight. And like I said, like I don't know if this is a cultural thing or not about like your parents feeling, you know, because like I've heard it from other uh black people too and i'm just like yeah i can relate to that that whole you getting big thing like come on come on mind the business that pays you my please mind the business that pays you why you worrying about my waistline 
as long as my jeans, all my jeans could still fit, we good, we going. I just, you know, got slightly wider. Got slightly wider. And that's okay. We got to grow. But black folks, y'all need to wake up from that. Because that's not okay to be doing that. Because that drives me to my next point of it can cause these self-esteem issues. And, you know, black folks is all terrible enough with that, with the mental health stuff and, like, the trauma they cause. And then you over here saying shit like that? Really? It's, we need to acknowledge this. Okay, I'm getting tired of us being stuck in this time, you know. It's 2022. We need to start realizing this stuff can affect our children. Come on, please. Come on now. Like I always say, come on now, but come on now. But like saying stuff like that really messes with self-esteem, could lead to other stuff, could lead to bulimia, anorexia, bidysmorphia, all of that, all them disorders. Luckily, like... I didn't get to that point because obviously now I'm a big bitch, but still, but still that can lead to, you know, a lot of, a lot of that stuff. And then just for you to be saying stuff like that, you never know how that can affect somebody. And then if you call them out on it, it's like, oh, you're sensitive or don't talk back to me. You know, that shit is rude. And somebody needs to check that. Somebody needs to check that. Okay. And even if, like, even if they're not as blunt as blunt force trauma, like, I do hear the whispering. The whispering be bogus, too, because, like I I said, like, my house was packed growing up, so everybody was in everybody's business. If you was using the bathroom, people know you in the bathroom. People using the shower, people know when you fart. People know when you lay down. People know when you sleep, you know, like, because it's just, like, everybody's everywhere up in everybody's business. So if you decide to whisper to one of those people in the house, of course I'm going to hear it. Walls ain't that thick. Walls thin. Walls thin like a model. I heard you. I heard, and like my family has this thing, like with the whispering thing. Like they would, they would like it. Literally sounds like, and then they did do the side eye, and like what? Like y'all, if y'all see my eyes, my eyes are really big, so you could definitely like see when they be making those expressions, like because I do the same thing, and I and I get it from them, and I also sometimes do this. You know, like, what the heck? Like, I got that from you, and that's a toxic trait. So thank you so much, family, for that. Thank you so much for that. Because that shit, (laughs) it stuck with me, and that's toxic. And I'm going to try to get away with that. But it's hard for me to get away with things with these big old eyes. So you think you being slick, you ain't slick. And if it's one thing about black people, it's black people can't whisper. They can't whisper. So every time you see a black folks whispering, that's them trying to talk. That's them just talking regularly. I'm just like, we heard you. And I know some people ain't got a big mouth, but, you know, my, me and my family got a big mouth. And a common stereotype, black people can't whisper because they sure as hell can't. And I just heard all of that. And if you're whispering to someone in the house, it's going to get back to me. Because house ain't that big. House ain't a mansion. House ain't Playboy Mansion. House small. How small, everybody up in everybody's business, and I heard you, because walls ain't thick, walls is thin, okay, and like, what I'd like to conclude with this is saying that you think I got big or whatever, or it may be true, it may not be, and it's most likely true, but keep that shit to yourself. Keep it in your head and la di da di da di da 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 because how is that affecting you? Unless I'm eating up all the food in the fridge, 
there ain't no food in the fridge in the first place. But unless I'm eating up all the food in the fridge or something, or unless I'm in flat out denial saying, like, oh, I think I lost weight and whole time gained 20 pounds. No. It's none of your business, so you just shouldn't say that mean stuff about people. I don't go around saying stuff like, oh, you ugly. You got uglier. You should do something about that. Ugh, you stink. Okay, maybe you stink because when you stink, that's a negative externality, and I have to deal with your stinkiness. But still, like, I, if you ugly, that's your business. Like, that has nothing to do with me. I don't be like, you got uglier. You look better last year. You see where I'm coming from? Because calling someone ugly, that's a negative connotation. Calling someone fat, also a negative connotation. Since someone got bigger or they look less, you know, attractive than they did previously, that's rude. And you need to see that. Understand black families. Understand families in general who feel the need to comment on folks' weight. Understand that. And those are my points for today, okay? Conclusion time. Sorry if you heard me just swallow. I'm drinking a gallon of spring water. Because they ran out of purified water at uh, Myers. So I'm like, I could drink spring water during the summertime. It's fine. And plus, water is water. So I don't care. Like I said, I drink tap water. So you know I can't catch COVID from that or die from COVID. Anyway, it's the conclusion, everybody's favorite part, you know, my insights to clear things up, my advice, because I love giving advice even though no one takes it, but to, like, put a bright side to all of this, and it's kind of dark, dark humor, but, like, growing up, you know, with this, and this uh, treatment, and people being so flat out rude to your face, it made me more resilient than others. <laughs> it honestly did. Um, it because I realized like 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 people on the streets can call me ugly or fat, but they don't know me. So I'm like, my family knows me, and they call me they call me fat. So that's okay. And you're a stranger. You don't know me. Who cares? You know. People get called ugly and want to jump off the roof. If you can, who cares? Who cares what people say about you, honestly? But, like, just growing up with people just being rude to your face, these close people being rude, what's going to, what's what makes it like a stranger saying that to you? Who cares? Who cares about strangers? They don't know you. It don't matter. And it may be some strangers that think you hot. Okay. Well, you just stick to the people that call you hot, whatever. And then, like, yeah, like... People want to talk about school bullies, bullies, bullies in school. Like, personally, like, I mean, it's been a slight moment when, like, kids bullied me, like, back in kindergarten or second grade when they, because I was always a tomboy. So, you know, I get made fun of for that, for being a tomboy and not being a girly girl. But, you know, since then, I've just been like, whatever, people ain't got shit to say about me. And, and I don't care if they did have stuff. To, to say about me and uh it's because the bullies be in the household okay if you got bullies in the household you be ready for the real world you be ready to step out to the real world and then when people actually say shit about you that could you know hurt your reputation you keep going you keep going okay and I know some people here at the school been throwing some dirt on my name because I am the only Fernice 
Patrice Coupe on campus. So of course we were gonna know like, oh you're the oh, you're the girl. Oh my god. Yeah, of course people been throwing dirt on my name, whatever. I don't care what you got to say about me because you don't know me and I'm used to I'm used to this. <laughs> I am used to this because it honestly made me more resilient. Even besides the fact of being called uh fat or whatever or you know getting big or whatever i had siblings siblings to call me to remind me that i was ugly every day okay so so they reminded me that i was ugly every day so like when someone called me ugly i'm like okay and like come up come up with something new come up with something new honestly or with my siblings because i like i don't know if i brought this up but like i was i'm the darkest uh i have the darkest skin tone out of all five of them i'm four of them (laughs) if you were to include me it'd be five and they always talk about my skin tone and how i was less attractive than them because i had darker skin so then when you know when someone's not attracted to to dark-skinned women i'm like oh okay nobody likes dark-skinned women i don't care like that's nothing new (laughs) that's literally nothing new like because like there's nothing you can say to me that that will just make me want to jump off a roof you know and these people that like grew up with with folks lying to them or you know their family never actually like truly being mean or honest you know that as soon as they step into the world and someone says that to them they get so affected by it and I'm just like eh I don't care like, I honestly don't care. Like, this racism, racism happened by my own race, in my own house, by my own family, before I've actually experienced it here by white people. And I don't expect them to, I don't really expect them to like me. Like, like that, that that's one thing, okay? Like, I really don't expect people to like me. So, so you can't get mad when someone doesn't like you for you, because it's just some stuff that you can't change. That's honestly the case, and that that may be a sad mindset to have, but you you don't like who you don't like, okay? And unfortunately, once once we get to a point of time here in this country, where where people you know can look past skin tone and race, but not in my generation. Not by the time all of us would probably be dead. Everyone who's listening to this podcast would be dead by the time people are able to look past that and that internalized racism the colorism just racist in general like that's why i don't get mad like you're going for a white person like yeah who cares and and as much as people don't want to say it out loud yeah just say you don't like if you don't like black girls just say that just say that like i honestly don't care and i'm done like people being so pressed about it like i'm just like you'll find somebody You'll find somebody. And I am getting off topic. The point is, this, you know, being raised in that household like that, that was so rude, unnecessarily rude to me, it uh, it just prepped me. It prepped me for the real world. It made me more resilient, made me stronger. And, you know, I'm just, I am who I am. And... Certain stuff doesn't affect me how it affects other people. So, so thank you for that. Thank you, mom, dad, grandma, aunties, uncles, siblings, cousins, all of them, all, all, all of the above, man. Okay, 
also i would like to talk about because i i talk about how i am the second oldest i'm basically the first oldest because i'm the first girl born and it's not much of an age difference between me and my brother i basically raised uh, children you know but below me um but yeah so i have a, the the uh, younger sister i have she is 10 years younger than me gosh 10 years so i was born in 2000 she was born in 2010 that's crazy but basically i noticed this whole no i'm not gonna call my sister a hope sorry 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 this girl this not girl this girl this girl is getting baby. This girl is getting baby now. And then she be eating, okay? She be eating. And like I talked about earlier, how grandmas love to feed the grandchildren now. They don't like to feed their regular children, but but they but they they feed the grandchildren now, okay? So she, my grandma feeding this girl. She want more. And then, like, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, now. She ain't no baby no more. She ain't eating baby portions. Yo, her portion size is taken away from my regular size portions. And just because you like bacon, don't mean you need to eat it all. And then they just tolerated it because she was the youngest. And I'm getting tired. I'm like, uh-uh. She can't have all the bacon. And I talk about the bacon because she loved bacon. And she also loved the, the breakfast sausage, too. And then she was like, you know, just eating all the sausage. I'm like, these aren't baby portions. I'm okay if you're eating the regular baby size, but you eating grown men portions. You, you, you know, you're taking away from me. You're taking away from my food. My, my food, my nourishment. Because, I, like I said, I love me some food, and you ain't going to take all the bacon and sausage, Okay. So then, you know, of course, my grandma, you know, she'd be happy when, when the grandchildren have, you know, an appetite. So, so she would tell my dad, she's like, she's like, oh, my gosh, uh, so-and-so, she had six sausages today. She had eight sausages. Like, she almost ate the whole thing. And <laughs> my dad is so bogus, bogus as hell. He's like, he's like. Cause uh, he calls uh, my grandma mama. She's like, Mama, that's not good. She she ain't gonna be a cute little girl anymore. She gonna be a big girl. She gonna be a fat girl. Y'all don't think that's cute, no boy. <laughs> Their dialogue always cracks me up to that. But but that's exactly how how the conversation will be. And then like just just as them saying like she ain't gonna be cute no more when she's big and fat. <laughs> just like okay, you fucking bogus for that. But um, yeah, so basically she I just said generational difference. Like although I said a decades a long time in our age difference, but the fact how she you know she ain't called fat. Why can't she be called fat like I was called fat? Why can't she be called big like I was called big? Dang. I'm just feeling like, come on, like, this is, like, an important learning experience to be called big and fat by your own family, and that's the only way how you can be very resilient in life, no, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding, um, but, yeah, I, those experiences, that's, that's, that's what I took from it, and I just see the differences, you know, in the age, and I'm just like, y'all need to be straight up, y'all need to be straight up how y'all straight up with me, but, Okay, do y'all, do y'all, do y'all. But the point is, what I want to round up about this is, can nobody say shit to me that make me cry, make me sad, make me upset? Because I don't give a shit, honestly. Because at the end of the day, 
like I said, I love food, and I'm going to keep on eating. I'm going to keep on eating because food is good. Food is good as hell. People die over food. Maybe because they're starving. But let me, let me stop. I need to stop with this elitist attitude. But, hey, food is good, and I'm going to keep on eating. So that is all for today's episode, folks. It's called You Getting Big. And good, we getting big. Good, we continue. We eating. We eating because food is good as hell. And as we learn in economics in your basic econ class, food is a normal good. The higher the income, the more food you will buy, the more food you will consume because it's good as hell. It's good as hell, okay? So look at economics as an example. Look at the people who die over food. Look at the people who love food like me. Food is good, and I'm going to keep on eating, okay? All right, all right, all right. That is all for today's episode, folks. Thank you so much for listening to my ridiculousness. I upload when I upload for any questions and for my advice segment of my podcast called Ophin for Advice. You can email me at fcoupe24 at gmail. And if you need me to spell that out, that is F C O U P E T. 24 at gmail and if you were born sometime in this decade i have an instagram which is frenies the beast and if you need me to spell that out that is f-r-a-n-e-s-e-d-a-b-e-a-s-t i am your host frenies coupe and always 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 be prepared to offend to offend have a great wonderful day night whenever you're listening see you